0: everyone and welcome to the latest episode of the nothing but Locks podcast i'm joined by jacob schrader as we begin another episode of fantasy football we will be talking uh, running backs today we talked wide receivers two weeks ago quarterbacks last week so we will be focusing on running backs Uh, we probably will split the episode because there's a lot to talk about running back wise you have a lot of rb2s rb3s so before we begin jacob how are you doing today
1: I'm doing well. Uh, I'm excited to talk about running backs. I would say it's generally the position I focus the least on in terms of individual athletes. I think it's the one I focus the most on in terms of just general opportunity. Um, if a running back is a starter and if a running back is a third down back, he, he has a vote of confidence in my book. And I think it's the best position for sleepers uh, in terms yeah. of the draft. So it's, it's always an interesting one. Obviously running backs are, are probably the cornerstone of fantasy football. Right. That one year, maybe eight years ago, Jamal Charles and Sean McCoy were both balling out. My buddy had both of them on the same team and he was untouchable. Um, So fun to you know, excited to talk about running backs.
0: Yeah. And let's talk about that, because one thing about running backs is and I actually was talking about with about this with a friend this morning is, do you project injuries with running backs? Because I know for myself, when I look at, you know, I love Dalvin Cook so much. But he's so, you, you know, he's going to miss maximum, you know, three to four games, minimum one to two games a season. And when mm-hmm. I, the one year I did draft Alvin Cook, I was sure to draft Alexander Madison in the back. So, Jacob, when you draft running backs, are you thinking about their injury history?
1: Um, not really, to be honest. I view a lot of that as statistical chance and something I can't really control. Right. We talked a little bit about CMAC last week, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: And how I originally said, you know, uh, you know he's, he's just getting hurt. And then the more I thought about it, the more I remembered that, you know, first of all, both of those injuries were fluke injuries. Right. It was like an ankle right. and a hamstring, right? Those aren't career threatening injuries.
0: All right. Uh,
1: and a lot of this stuff is just random chance, right? It, it really is. It's how your foot ends up in the ground uh, at any given second. You know, you can, you know, The amount of force that these football players are are creating and pushing into each other and pushing into the ground, I mean, they're they're all going to get hurt eventually. Um, It's just a matter of when. Um, So not really, right? One guy who I, you know, I don't think about um, injuries when I draft necessarily, but, you know, this guy Daryl Henderson on the Rams last year, right? He was just one of those running backs that runs violently, Right, and you know he's going to get hurt at some point. Right. He's going to he's going to separate his shoulder. He's going to mess up his ribs, and that's exactly what he did. So I picked up Sony Michelle on the bench. He had one good game. It was definitely worth it. Um, so stuff like that, you know, I would say yes and no. Do I watch out for injuries with the running backs?
0: So for me, you know, I'm a Giants fan. I saw one good season of Saquon Barkley, and then the next three were all injury prone. So yeah. for me, even and I actually have a thing. I don't draft players that I'm a big like are on my team I mean that's not saying much because the Giants haven't had good players over the past few seasons but I just I don't know there's something about if I know that a running back's injury prone like a Saquon Barkley to an extent you know a Dalvin Cook I'm just kind of gonna steer clear them even a C-Mac because I've never drafted Christian McCaffrey not that I've ever had the number one pick but I had the number two pick a few seasons ago and I actually had passed on him. I believe I drafted Kamara over McCaffrey and McCaffrey ended up getting her. And I think he missed like 10 games a season. So yeah. I have benefited from that.
1: That, so that, that was me, a
0: good pick. Yeah. So for me, like the injury part for running backs does stick in the, in my mind, because one thing that I see with wide receivers Is that if your number one wide receiver goes down, there's always a wide receiver you could because there's so many that you could tend to insert in there and they can replace. But if your RB one goes down, you know, there's no guarantee that the backup is good. I mean, Carolina's backup running backs last year were terrible, terrible. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't like if you drafted C Mac, you were kind of screwed because unless you had a good RB two and a RB three. So for me personally, I keep that in the back of my head.
1: Well, I was saying I'll generally pick up some backups, yeah. right? Backups that are okay athletes, right? But in really in situations where if the starter gets hurt, they move in to the bit to a big time role, right? And the guy who stands out to me here is Austin Eckler, yes. right? Austin Eckler is pretty good, but what he was is he was he was basically exactly what I was saying earlier. He was a backup to Melvin Gordon, and when Melvin Gordon was hurt, Austin Eckler would, would score twenty points. Right. He would be just as good a replacement, if not better. Right. He, he, he may actually end up having a better career than Melvin Gordon with all, all things considered. Um, but, you know, there, there's a lot of backup running backs that I, I always will be looking at. Right. And it, it'll be almost always team dependent. Right. What teams run the ball a lot and, and generally stick the same running back in there because, you know, opportunity is everything for me.
0: Yeah. I mean, you have a team, like we talked about the Eagles, you know, you you could put in Miles Sanders, you could put some of the other, you know, guys in and and they'll, you you, you know, you, when you have depth at running back, but if you have a team like the Kansas city chiefs, I've never drafted a chiefs running back, whether it's Edwards Hilaire or any of their other guys that they've had the past few seasons. Like, cause I know Kansas city is a a pass first team. Now it's interesting because You look at the Green Bay Packers where they're technically a pass first team, but Aaron Jones throughout the last few seasons have consistently been like one of my favorite running backs to draft Aaron Jones. Like, I think, like I know what I'm getting with him. I think he's solid. He can catch the ball. He can run. He can, he can score touchdowns, which brings me to my next point because a lot has been made between, do you draft a guy like Jonathan Taylor, who, you know, you're getting the yardage, the carries, but you know you're going to get the receptions, too, unlike a Derrick Henry where you're just relying on him to bust out, like, some 50, 60-yard runs. What do you think?
1: Yeah, so, so first off, I would put Derrick Henry at the top of the, the draft board, right? I know Jonathan Taylor did a lot last year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, I mean, I don't know. Did he, he didn't run for 2,000 yards. I he, he was, like, 1,600, right? Yep. Um, I would put Derrick Henry at the top. You know, I play in a weird league where C Max Value and and Eckler, where they catch a ton of passes, you know, goes through the roof. Um, but Justin, you know, if I'm playing standard fantasy football or probably even PPR, right, that offense in Tennessee, if that's going to be the Derrick Henry show, right, they're going to run the ball to him, they're going to throw the ball to him, they're going to do everything to get the ball in his hands. I mean, I, I know he got hurt last year, but to me, that's a statistical anomaly. Um, if I was playing standard, I would, I would put a lot on, on the guys who really are runners, right? Nick Chubb is one of them too. Right. Uh, I, I like those guys.
0: Yeah. I'm more, see, cause I in a lot of PPR leagues. So, and when my daily fantasy, you know, we do PPR as well. So I, I'm a guy, I'm a person that I like to draft the guys that I know can catch the ball. So Jonathan Taylor is at the top for me. Same thing, Alvin Kamara. That's why I'm, I always rank him higher than a lot of people. Obviously, Austin Eckler can just do everything and anything. And, you know, I'm going to put, like, a Derrick Henry lower on my list because of that. I know he could bust out and have a 200-yard game easily. But I don't know. It's just something – it's just a personal choice of mine where I want my running backs to get the receptions as well as the running yardage. So, I don't know. Like, where do you rank – let's just put him out there. Like, would you rather a Leonard Fournette – or would you rather like a Najee Harris from Pittsburgh?
1: Uh, Najee Harris, um, and and that's that's an interesting one because it, the, the situation changes a little bit for Leonard Fournette, right? The Pats always had a third down back. I think they had Giovanni Bernard in years past, and I was looking at the depth chart. I don't know if they have someone like that this year, right? It kind of looks like it's the Leonard Fournette show. Leonard Fournette is he's actually a really good player. I think his teammates love him. I'm not sure how much that really translates to fantasy, but I do think he could stay in the field quite a bit this year, right? He, you know, he's obviously got the physical skills. I don't think he really got hurt too bad last year. I don't I don't remember if he necessarily got hurt. I know it's been a problem for him in the past with the ankles. Um, I'm reasonably high on on Leonard Fournette. I would probably have him higher than, certainly higher than Aaron Jones. I don't think Aaron Jones is doing much this year uh, with um, A.J. Dillon and, and, you know, sharing touches. Right, right. But Najee Harris, I just see him basically, you know, going for 250 rushes, maybe 1,250 yards, 35 catches, and, and maybe 12 total touchdowns. So I, Najee Harris is a perfect guy for me, right? Second year, he's proven himself a little bit. He's not, you know, he's proven not to be crazy injury prone, although, you know, I know I say that's often a, an anomaly. Uh, I, I have a lot of trust in Najee Harris this year.
0: So Najee Harris, to me, he was a guy that I started late. Like I was in my daily fantasy league last year. I was taking, I was drafting him the later weeks. Like I want to say maybe weeks 15 and on because he really started to come out at the end of the year. But my concern with, with Harris is just that, especially of Mitch Trubisky as quarterback of the Steelers, I don't know what what that offense looks like, because, you know, when you had Ben Roethlisberger there, you knew Ben wasn't scrambling. He wasn't running. So you knew Najee was going to get the touches and it was if it was a run, it was going to be him. Now, with Trubisky, I don't know how defenses are going to approach that because they know Trubisky always going to be a threat to run as well. I don't know what kind of protection he's going to get So when I look at running backs, too, I kind of look at, are they with a running quarterback as well? And I actually rank my running backs lower. It's just me personally, and I might be totally wrong about this. But if I know that a running back plays with a running type quarterback, I rank them lower. What do you bet you?
1: Yeah, to some degree, I would agree. Um, You know, going back on Fournette versus Harris, they're pretty close. I just think Harris has more of a base to build off of, Mm -hmm. I think he'll get more volume and, uh, you know, somewhat, but Trubisky isn't really a run first guy, right. right? If anything, it's going to allow them to do stuff in the play action game and do, you know, handoffs and and, and fake the handoffs and, and run option plays. I think that's kind of the crux of their offense, right. Is right there. The handoff between Najee and Mitch, is he going to run it or is he going to throw a quick slant, um, I don't know, you know, Trubisky is really the the one that matters here for Harris in fantasy this year. If he can throw the ball deep and connect on passes, that's huge for Harris, right? It gives him room to actually run the ball. If he can't, then they're they're really screwed because they're going to be down, you know, 25 points every game if, if they can't move the football. You know, The defense is pretty good in, in Pittsburgh. It always is. But uh, if Mitch Trubisky can't keep them in games, they're not going to run the ball when they're down a
0: Right. Yeah, no, no, I I totally agree with you on there. I think one guy, though, I know we're just running all over the place at first, so we'll go down the list. But if you yeah, we'll start like that. So if you're picking number one and say, you you know, say the say Cooper Cup, say some of the top wide receivers off the board in the first round. Where are you? Who are you picking between the top three running backs between Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey and Austin Eckler?
1: Okay, so you're saying Derrick Henry's off the board?
0: Um, no, you. We'll throw Derrick Henry in the top four. I'm I'm basing it on the fantasy pros rankings where they have Derrick Henry all the way at number six. But yeah, okay. let's let's throw in Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, and Derrick Henry. Out of those four guys, who's your first running back you're taking yeah. off the board? So, so
1: in my league, which is PPR, I'm picking C-Mac. I had Jonathan Taylor last year, um, so I you know I'm, I tend to stay away from people right. two years in a row just. Okay. Cause it makes the, the game more interesting unless it's Keenan Allen, unless it's like someone I know is, is incredibly dependable, but with a, a first overall pick, you're kind of going for the moon. So I'll take C-Mac. Uh, you know, the, the, the one year he was healthy, he put up basically ridiculous fantasy football numbers. Uh, I think Baker's going to do a lot for him. I think it's going to, you know, North Carolina, sorry, or just Carolina. Um, I would take C-Mac. How about you?
0: So I'm the same, like we were talking about before. Like, I, I think C-Mac is way too injury prone for me to take. Now, I like C-Mac with Baker this year. I think that's a really nice, you know, play action duo they can have. I really think Baker is going to be a standout for the Panthers. I think he plays, you know, with a chip on his shoulder and has a very good season and has the Panthers in wild card contention, at least for the beginning of the year. So I'm still not 100% on the C-Mac train. I'm personally going to take Austin Eckler. I'm like you, like I had Jonathan Taylor a lot last year until he started becoming too expensive for daily fantasy. But I, I just, I don't think he's going to replicate the season. like, it was just ridiculous. The season he had last year. Like, let's be honest. He was just, he was in the MVP race. I don't think he's going to duplicate it. Now that's not taking anything away from, I think he's still going to finish the year as a top five running back. But I really like Austin Eckler. I just, I know what I'm getting with Austin Eckler. I know that he's going to have plenty of receptions per game. The Chargers are just nothing but a scoring offense. Like yeah. there's no shortage of scoring yards for them. Like they don't play conservatively at all, they go after you. So out of those guys, I would rank them. I take Austin Eckler, then I take Jonathan Taylor then I, I would take c and then I would take Derrick Henry. I'm just, I'm not sold on Derrick Henry. And is just, he's not involved in the passing game enough for me.
1: Yeah. Austin Eckler is an interesting one. I, I just kind of see him as a backup running back. Okay. Um, Cause he's been a backup running back his whole career. You know, uh, he, was, he was good last year though. He's always a guy, especially in my league. Like he's big time. Um, I would also say he's, he's actually pretty injury resistant. He basically, you know, he, he runs pretty safe, you know, based on what I've seen of him, he, he's a safe, smart guy. And, you know, you're right. And, and even if the Chargers are down in games, right, they're throwing the ball to Austin Ackler, right? The great thing about him is he's a three down back. Um, so, so people like that uh, are, are really valuable, um, you know, regardless of, of how their team's doing, so, you know, that's kind of how I feel about Najee a little bit. I think he's a three down back for Pittsburgh. So even if they're down a ton, He's still going to, you know, get points through receptions, so it doesn't hurt him so bad.
0: Yeah, the only thing, again, going back to Najee, because I'm looking at his stats from last year, and he had a lot more receptions than I thought he did. I mean, I knew he got a good amount of receptions, but, I mean, he has, like, what, 74? He had, like, 94 targets. I don't know if he gets that many with Trubisky as quarterback. He might, though. He might because Trubisky, you know, they might not play the long game with him. So the more I think you're convincing me a lot more now to be on the Najee Harris train, maybe I do say, you know, we could have Kenny Pickett as quarterback in the, in like by game, by week three this year, if Trubisky doesn't perform. So uh, yeah, let's go back to Najee Harris. I'm I'm for Najee Harris. I think Najee Harris will finish the year as a top five running back. I think that he is going to get his receptions, especially if you get Kenny Pickett to replace Trubisky, I think that they are going to play conservatively and do a lot of, you know, play action. Uh, they're going to do a lot of screens. So Najee Harris, to me, I'm right with you. I think he's a top five, court, uh, five top five running back for sure.
1: I didn't even realize he had 74 receptions last year. No. That,
0: that's I actually, didn't either. That's
1: I, know a great that, I
0: know that when I was drafting toward the end of the year, he was getting me a lot of points. But I remember one game he had like five touchdowns or something like that. I didn't realize yet. He was he was really getting up there. Uh, he, he he was getting he pretty much got the same targets as Austin Eckler. Yeah. And then now when I'm looking at even closer at Jonathan Taylor's stats, I mean he really didn't get as many as I thought he did. He only got yeah you know, what is it thirty? I could look it up right now. I think he only got about thirty. Yeah, he got fifty one targets, forty receptions. Now I think he gets more targets this year with Matt Ryan as quarterback than Carson Wentz. But I mean, yeah, I I think Najee Harris, it should definitely be up there in that top five category for sure.
1: Yeah. Um, You know, Taylor is another one, you know, you, you said he could take a step back. He could also benefit a lot from having Matt Ryan, right? Matt Ryan throws the ball to running backs quite a bit. He's kind of a quarterback where that, those sort of plays, uh, fit well into the system. So I could see him having just a more balanced season, right? Obviously there's room for regression with 1800 yards and 18 touchdowns on the ground. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot of touchdowns running the ball. Um, but he could, you know, catch 60 passes this year instead and make up for some of that expected regression. I mean, but he averages like five, 5.2 yards for carry in his whole career. I mean, that's ludicrous. Uh, right. I, I hear a lot about how special he is just from, you know, reading articles and stuff like that. So I don't know. He, he's tempting for sure. There's, there's a, you know, there's a solid group of running backs. Um, and I think a good thing to, to discuss is, you know, that, that first tier of running backs, you know, who is, who is in that first tier, and who, you know, who's the first running back that, that denominates the next tier.
0: So I'll give you two running backs that, I think that people are putting them in maybe a tier one, tier two, tier three that I don't I'm not high on at all this year. And that's Joe Mixon. And that's James Conner. I mean, James Conner had a ridiculous year touchdown wise last year. He went to Arizona. He I think he blew away everyone's expectations. Joe Mixon had a had a resurgence like year with the Bengals. I mean, he's another one who was injured for for years, and then he came out, had a healthy season last year. He had something like thirteen touchdowns, twelve hundred and five yards. I'm reading his stats now. Now, those are two guys I think are personally going to take a step back this year, and I'm avoiding at all costs. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I, I agree with Joe Mixon. I don't ever touch Joe Mixon. Uh, I remember in 2018 he was having that crazy season. To me, yeah, he just does, does, he doesn't look like an athletic running back. Uh, no. It's just you know he doesn't pass the eye test for me. He he basically you know he was playing in a crazy good offense last year with with Joe Burrow at quarterback. So I mean none of that's going to change. Um, but he is obviously you know he gets injured a little bit. He runs pretty violently. I I just don't I, I don't love him. And you know, I I've never been like oh my gosh I have to have that guy in my team right, he can yeah. for two hundred yards in a game. James Conner is the same way, right? You don't never know what's going to happen in Arizona uh they they i think they added a running back a, a smaller guy who's a little faster uh, i can't remember the name but I, I agree with that i would say you know that we've talked about it najee harris moves quite a bit up for me right i would say najee harris dalvin cook austin Eckler, c-mac derrick henry jonathan taylor uh i could see any of those guys leading, leading the league in um points Kamara I think should still be higher than he is for me he's the 15th ranked running back after James Conner and Barkley I mean you know I think people are overreacting to the season last season Mm -hmm. uh and if Jameis comes back and Jameis he doesn't he's generally not a guy who throws to running backs a ton right maybe they work that into the system maybe Jameis is able to open it up like he did in the the few games he played uh I obviously don't love Jameis as a quarterback I, I you know he's okay but uh, I think Alvin Kamara is a little low there. I think Aaron Jones is way too high. I don't actually expect Aaron Jones to even be the starter in Green Bay. I think uh, A.J. Dillon just fits what what uh, Aaron Rodgers needs. I do think Aaron Jones could catch 75 passes, though. Uh, I think they could basically slot him out, and he'll get his touches that way. But he's not going to be the every down back. That alludes to being the, the you know the best fantasy running back. DeAndre Swift I like a lot. I think he's great. Um, I think he could have a good season. Actually, I wouldn't put him anywhere near that first tier, but in PPR leagues, he's, he's unbelievably valuable. Um, and another guy I like a lot is Cam Akers. Um, that dude can run, uh, that dude can catch passes. Stafford throws it to him a little bit. They throw him almost shoulder routes right where he runs around the, uh, the edge of the field, and then up, uh, or, or they throw him a lot of wheel routes. Um, and his backup actually, if he goes, was hurt. Uh, Henderson could be a really good scoop up in later rounds.
0: So, and I'm glad you brought up a bunch of names. So let's dissect them. So Aaron Jones, I said from the beginning, I love Aaron Jones. I always feel like he's a consistent get for me. I know you don't have him high. I actually think he's going to have an underratedly higher season than people expect him. And I'll tell you why, because in green Bay, with no Devonte Adams this year, Aaron Rodgers really doesn't have a lot of targets. I think Aaron Jones is going to get a lot more receptions than people think. And I think that you're going to see a lot of times where both Dylan and Jones are going to be in the back backfield and you're going to have a play action screen and Jones is going to be the beneficiary of them. So I'm actually higher on Aaron Jones than, than you, I think, you know, I think he's right now in tier three, ninth overall ranked, according to family seat pros. I think that's fair. Um, I think anywhere from nine to 12 would have been fair for him. I Kamara, I said to, I love Kamara. I always think he's consistent right now. I'm, I think that's a fair ranking too. At number 14, overall, I would put Kamara over Nick Chubb though. Cause I don't know what's going on in Cleveland. Chubb's another guy. I feel like gets hurt a few times a year and Javante Williams. I mean, this is a guy where he was really under the radar for Denver last season. I think he can have a breakout year, but I also think at the same time, he can kind of just get looked in the backfield and, and just left in the backfield and have someone else like a Melvin Gordon or whoever, you know, is in the backfield for, for Denver to come out. Cause Melvin Gordon, I mean, he, he can, he can potentially be the still Denver's number one guy. What do you think in that situation?
1: Yeah. I, I stay away from both those guys and in, in split running back situations. Yeah. They're just, they're two high value draft picks to give to a guy who's splitting time and has such a high chance of not being the, the majority rep getter. Um, Nick Chubb, I, I like Nick Chubb. I think Nick Chubb is a crazy good football player.
0: He is. He um, is. I
1: know Cleveland is a shit show, but this guy averages 5.3 yards per carry in his whole career, right? He's never averaged under five yards per carry. I mean, that's ludicrous, right? It, it, he, this guy is kind of a once in a generation talent. But I would go – you know, I, I, I wouldn't – in terms of skill, I would put him as the top running back or, or in that group of top running backs in the NFL. And, you know, with I don't know what the deal with Kareem Hunt this year is. But if he's getting all the touches, if they – you know, I mean, in 2019 he had 1,500 yards and, and 36 receptions. I mean, that's, that's RB1, top-of-the-line top RB1 numbers. Um, I could see him having a really big year.
0: Yeah, I mean Nick Chubb is just I, I I agree with you. I think he's totally talented. Like it, it speaks to yourself. I just don't know what Cleveland's gonna look like. I don't know if what, if Deshaun Watson doesn't get suspended, then I'm higher on Nick Chubb. But if he does get suspended and you know you're dealing with the Jacoby Brissett quarterback, I don't know how high I'm I am on Nick Chubb because I think they're just gonna bring the blitz, they're gonna anticipate that it's gonna be all run first. Yeah. So I, I I just, I don't know. He's a guy I'm just not going to take my, a risk on yet. And I would rather actually take a risk with Kamara over Nick Chubb. But another guy I want to ask you about, because he's been sliding for years and years and years, and I've never been a fan of him. I don't want to draft him. I actually think he's ranked higher than I would put him. And that's Ezekiel Elliott at number 17. I don't even think Ellie is a top 20 running back anymore. Do you?
1: Uh, I do. I don't know that much about – I you know, I'm looking at his stats now. His stats are pretty good, right? He had 1,000 yards and, and 12 total touchdowns last year, 47 catches. I mean, that, those are solid numbers. I actually don't hate Zeke, especially at the draft position he's at here, right? You know, drafting him, he's a lot safer than some of these other guys, right? I'm taking Zeke over – James Conner, I'm taking him over Aaron Jones, certainly taking him over Javante Williams, right? Javante Williams is ludicrous to me. The fact that they have Melvin Gordon on that team too, and and he's the 10th overall running back. I mean, that to me makes no sense. Um, Same thing. I see Zeke and Saquon is actually very similar. Not exactly for the same reasons. You know, first of all, they they are kind of similar in terms of their their athletic abilities. Um, You know, Zeke has all the opportunity in the world, has has kind of taken a step back in terms of speed and, and that kind of stuff in the last couple of years. Saquon hasn't taken any steps back. He's just in a difficult situation to create space for himself. Um, but I do like Zeke, you know, looking at this draft board, I would, I would bet cause Zeke's kind of a household name. He goes a lot higher than this in, in most drafts.
0: Yeah. Zeke is just a guy. I just don't, I'm not, I don't see a lot of touchdowns coming from Zeke. I mean, they do use Tony Pollard a good amount too. I think that they are Dallas has at least in the recent seasons really just been a pass first offense. I don't know. I'm just not, I'm not a Zeke fan. I don't know what it is ever since he came into the league and had that ridiculous rookie season. I've just never been high on him. I think he's a very, at this point in his career, very touchdown dependent. I mean, he's going to run you some good yards, but if he's only getting you 10 touchdowns, like he did last year, he got 10 touchdowns the entire season. I mean, I, I don't know. Are you ranking him that high? Because uh, just based off his the amount of yards he's going to get or what?
1: I mean, t- I mean, 10 touchdowns isn't that bad. I also see a lot of just consistency, right? He, he doesn't have crazy stats in any area. Um, 1,000 rushing yards, 47 receptions. That's a lot of the receptions, yeah. right? 10 rushing touchdowns, two receiving touchdowns. To me, that just looks like a strong base, right? He's, he's the starting running back on one of the best offices in the NFL. That's enough for me um I you know if I drafted him I'd certainly draft the backup to Tony Pollard but I don't know you know Zeke it just you know he seems a lot safer to me I know they're going to give him the ball I know you know it, he's going to be playing pretty much the whole game um and I believe in in the Cowboys I think Dak is good I think they beat up on bad teams and that just creates fantasy opportunity so I like Zeke I like CD Lamb uh You know, I can't touch Dak because I have Stafford every year. But uh, I like the Cowboys offense for fantasy.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I guess I spoke too soon. You know, yeah, you're right. Ten touchdowns is a good amount. It just, I don't know. When I I think of Zeke, I think of the seasons he had a few years ago when he was getting, you know, 16 touchdowns. You look at Jonathan Taylor getting 18 last year. Like, I just, I, I expect more from him. And I feel like he's just been in the decline the last few years. I mean, I could be wrong. But especially when you look at, you know, I, J- Jonathan Taylor, I mean, uh, what, what's his name? James Conner's not going to get the amount of touchdowns he had last season. Like, we, we've talked about this. James Conner's not high on my board. But a guy I do like, and I don't feel like he gets enough credit, is Josh Jacobs. What about you?
1: Um, I, I, I think Josh Jacobs is good, actually. Right? He runs really tough. Right, allude to some injuries, but he's fast. He's like a bowling ball. Uh, you know, he's he's a way thicker guy than you would think. Um, and I think that plays to his advantage is just his body type and the fact that he's so athletic and so shifty with such a you know a, a big base to him. That bodes really well for a running back. Uh, if I remember, he was splitting carries a little bit last season, but he may have broken away. So it, it's certainly a guy to look at because there's going to be so many mouths to feed, but you always got to run the ball, right? You got to run the ball. You got to run the ball 15 times a game. He's going to get those rushes unless one of the competition in that backfield kind of emerges. Uh, I see him as being good, but not, you know, not as good as Zeke to me.
0: See, I I like Jacobs a lot more than I like Zeke, because I feel like Jacobs is still – you know, Zeke's, what, 26-2, but Jacob, Jacobs, you know, he's only going into his fourth season. I think that he missed the 1,000-yard mark last year because he did miss two games. I think he would have gotten over it had he played the full season, but I think Jacobs is vastly underrated, and I think he's going to get a lot more touches and chances this year because now... Oh, uh, I almost said Oakland. Now Las Vegas does have Devontae Adams. They have a true number one receiver. And I think now that, you know, you have the secondary has to worry about a deep threat with Adams like they didn't have to do last year. So there was less of a chance of a blitz. And I think that uh, Las Vegas could spread out their offense a lot more. So Jacobs is a guy I'm I'm higher on this year than I'm higher on Zeke and I'm higher on most players. So. Yeah. Yeah, so is there another uh, running back you're looking at that maybe people aren't as high on, but you are?
1: Um, Let me think. So the the one that I've been hearing a bit about is David Montgomery,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, mainly because he, he has a surefire hold on the RB1 spot in Chicago. He's a pretty good runner. You know, when I watched him, he has impressed me. He's not crazy flashy. He gets the job done. I don't know, you know, I don't know how many passes he catches. I'll, uh, I'll look that up real quick. But my only worry with him is that the Bears just suck, right? And they're not putting up any points. Um, so, so he does okay in the pass-catching column, right? He caught 54 and 42 in the past two years, so that's good, right? And if he's really the number one guy, um, that's valuable. You know, his, his yards per carrier are, are pretty bad, but I'm going to guess a lot of that has to do with the fact that he's playing on the Bears – they don't have a great offensive line, and they really get no passing pressure on the defense. So he's facing stacked boxes. Um, he's a guy I, I would look at. Um, 18 is, is okay for him, right? Some of these other guys I really don't know too much about yet, right? Brees Hall, I think he's a rookie. I'd never take a rookie right. uh, that early. Uh, A.J. Dillon is a guy I like. He just doesn't fit my league at all. quarter um, Patterson is interesting. I saw some recent news that he's actually – going to be taking a smaller role in the offense um which is it makes sense I think he's he's pretty old at this point uh it was crazy what happened with him last year um how how he kind of had a career resurgence so one guy I do like actually is Sony Michelle on Miami
0: okay
1: uh I think Sony Michelle is a good player I you know basically was thinking that by the end of the year last year he would take the starting position from Daryl Henderson and he did Right. He took it for, you know, games, maybe week 10 to 16. Uh, And then in the the playoffs, Cam Akers came back and it was his show. Um, But, you know, looking at Miami's depth chart. Right. Let me just pull it up. So I absolutely have it. Um, Right. So they have they have Chase Edmonds. Right. I think Chase Edmonds is actually pretty good.
0: I did, too.
1: Um, but if someone gets hurt, Sony Michelle really fills voids well. He can catch passes. He's not a horrible blocker. He's actually a very good blocker. So he'll get playing time. He'll get opportunities. He's just a sleeper guy that I could see and winning up the, winning the starting job. And with an offense like they have built in Miami, you know he, he's going to get a lot of action as that running back, right? They're going to have to cover Tyreek Hill in the middle of the field. The the, the short crosses for him um, and play action that's going to be wide open. Right. So if Chase Edmond goes down, I think Sonny Michelle takes the starting job and I think he dominates with it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not high in, I've never been high in Sonny Michelle. I always said he's the most boring running back to have in fantasy because all his years on the Patriots, I was like, you know, he it's like he runs a, a one yard touchdown after one yard touchdown. Now he did have a few good games last year at the Rams with the Rams toward the end of the season. But you know, you you mentioned earlier you don't like Running backs have to split the backfield. And I just think there's too many mouths to feed in Miami's backfield. Because if you look at two besides Chase Edmonds, you also have, let's not forget, they signed Raheem Moser, you know, from the 49ers. Yeah. He's gonna get his share of touches. You still got, uh, what's his name, Miles Gaskin, who also, you know, he had a decent year, Miles Gaskin, last year for Miami. He's going to still be in there to get touches. So I think that Miami's Blackfield just so is just so loaded that all four guys, I'm not drafting any of them. You know, I'll wait a few weeks and see who pops out and really emerges as the number one. And that's why I do like having my daily fantasy as our week to week fantasy and not just drafting at the, at, at the beginning of the year. Cause I could see how that plays out, but for me, no, I don't like I don't like any of Miami's guys until I know who's going to emerge as the number one. And I'm like that with a team like Buffalo, too. I mean, you have you have you have uh, Devin Singletary, who is supposed to be the number one back. But, you know, he splits yardage as well. So with uh, we you have James Cook back there now with Buffalo. So what do you what is what's your take on the Buffalo running backs?
1: Yeah, so Buffalo is a team in general. I would look at a running back, and he's going to get some touches, right, because they're going to be up in games like crazy. I think the Bills are going to be unbelievably good this year. Um, you know, as for the running backs, Singletary is, is pretty good, right? Singletary was drafted really, really high maybe two years ago. I think he had a pretty good season and then, you know, basically just didn't get as many touches as, as fantasy owners would have liked last year. Maybe that'll change, but it's kind of hard to think that it will, like crazy. Um, He'll get some touches, but I would stay away from from Buffalo running backs.
0: Yeah. No, that's a good point. And I know you brought up DeAndre Swift earlier, and I'll never forget. It was – I think it was the the last weekend or second last weekend of the – it was the last weekend of the regular season where I had DeAndre Swift. He was supposed to have a really good game, and for some reason, you know – Dan Campbell, Detroit's head coach, pretty much just put him in for like a few carries. And then he didn't play at all the second half. And I remember it wasn't just me. It was everyone who had DeAndre Swift on their fantasy team. It was during playoffs, you know, fantasy playoffs. We're like, what's going on here? Why isn't he playing? So my thing with DeAndre Swift is I think he's totally talented as well. But with Dan Campbell, he runs into these crazy offenses and he runs these crazy plays and I don't know if there's going to be games where he defers to Jamal Williams as the number one running back and holds DeAndre Swift back. So I don't know. What, what do you like about Swift? Let's go back to that, that you're so high on him.
1: I just like, I like him as a player. I think he's flashy. I think he's good. I think he's exciting. I think he's exactly what Detroit wants in a player. So they're going to play him. Um, I also just think he's good. I think he catches a lot of passes. Um, that's important in my league, especially. And it's his third year. Right? He, he may see more success on the ground this year than he has in the past. Detroit has looked to, to sure up their offense a little bit. They drafted a receiver high. Hopefully they drafted some linemen as well. Uh, I just see him as a guy. He's going he's gonna to be relatively consistent, even in games where they're getting blown out. Right? When they're getting blown out, they're throwing 15-yard screens to DeAndre Swift over and over again. The defense is going to give it to him. They're going to take it because those are the plays that Swift excels at the most. Uh, so I see him as consistent. Um, and then high upside as well, just cause he's, he's an explosive guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, no, that, that's definitely fair. I understand that I, for me, it's just, I just think there's too many question marks again, they got to share the backfield. So, and, and it just, you know, I hate to say it. I know. And my brother's a big Detroit Lions fan. I don't know how, but I just, I don't trust Detroit yet this year. I think I do like golf and I like, you know, the receivers, that's a different story, but in terms of running backs, I don't know. I'm just not 100% on any of Detroit's running backs, which let's keep going down the line because we are running out of time. But I'm interested in what you think about the San Francisco situation. Now, Elijah Mitchell's a guy I did start in my daily fantasy quite a lot last year. And I felt like he performed for me consistently. I don't know what's going on with San Francisco, whether it's Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo that's going to be quarterback. But what do you think is is the projection for Elijah Mitchell or any of the other San Francisco guys?
1: Yeah, I like Elijah Mitchell. Uh, I, I you know both of those guys in San Francisco last year were good, right? They were both really fast. Uh, they almost looked like the same player at times to me. Um, but now that one of them's gone, right? I think you you mentioned he went to. Would you say Miami? Uh, who was that? Rest, oh yeah Mozart's
0: in Miami now yeah
1: I like Mitchell because he's getting a lot of opportunities got a lot of opportunity on a good offense and he's the guy you know kind of like how DeAndre Swift is going to catch passes in games where the Lions are down you know True. Elijah Mitchell is going to run the ball a lot in games the 49ers are up they play close games They they grind the clock out regardless of how that game's going he's going to be the only running back on the field he's always going to be uh, under focus because you have, uh, Samuel, you have Kittle and those guys are, are, you know, they play close to the running back, right. Uh, you know, obviously Kittle's a tight end. So he's right there. Um, but then Debo's in the slot a lot and that just takes eyes away from, um, Mitchell. So I I could see good things from him.
0: Yeah, no, I, I like Mitchell. I think that whether it's Lance or Garoppolo, I'm still high on Mitchell. I really think he he is a solid running back. I think San Francisco, especially if it is Lance's quarterback, I think they are going to be a run first team. So I think it's good that he doesn't have to share the backfield with as many running backs as he had to in the past. So he's a guy where on fantasy pros right now, he's ranked a little lower than I would project him to. I really think that he's better than being the 21st 24th overall you know if you look at the list I, i'm like you i don't know what to make a Brees Hall with the jets i would put elijah mitchell above him i put him above jk dobbins from baltimore i definitely would put him above antonio gibson travis Antonine so i think that elijah mitchell is the top 20 running back what do you think
1: yeah i agree i would take him over a lot of guys that he's ranked below Brees yeah. hall for sure um you know he's kind of in that uh, you know territory where it's there's a little ambiguity because he's not shown you know an insane amount uh, of production, but he has the the lion's share of everything on a really good team that's moving the ball, um, that's running the ball a lot. You know he he is ranked pretty good for me, right? I'd obviously put him above Brees Hall, Antonio Gibson. I don't know very much about, but he's in Washington, which is not a great situation. I would probably take Mitchell over David Montgomery, um, but they're close, right? David Montgomery is in a similar situation, but I think Elijah Mitchell is is just on a better offense and he's a better athlete. Um, And then Zeke, I would still probably take Zeke over Elijah Mitchell.
0: Yeah. uh, Yeah. I, uh, no, I would still take Elijah Mitchell. I know Zeke, we talked about Zeke. I just don't think, you know, he's, he doesn't get as many yards as he does per game anymore. I think he only averaged like 50-something yards per game, which isn't great last year. I think that they're going to start using Pollard a lot more. But, you know, I don't want to keep going back to Zeke. But another guy I do want to talk about because I personally like him a lot is Damian Harris of the Patriots. What do you think about him?
1: Uh, You know, not much. I I generally stay away from Patriots running backs. Just because you know, you never know when Bill Belichick is going like to decide that. Oh, it's it's random guy on the on the you know fourth in the depth chart. It's his game to shine.
0: Right. You never
1: know when it's going to happen. I always stay away from Patriots running backs.
0: Yeah, I understand that, but I mean, he just had a solid season last year. You know, he 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 played 15 games. He almost rushed for a 1,000 yards. He finished the year at 929. So, you know, if he played another game or two, he would definitely have been over the 1,000-yard mark. He, he scored 15 rushing touchdowns. I mean, that's pretty wow. solid. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm a guy that – I mean, I'm a girl that's pretty solid. I think that Damian Harris is a lot – should be ranked a lot higher than he is. I know I agree with you. That Bill Belichick's just been known over the years. You know, you look at like Jonas Gray came out and had a ridiculous game a few years ago. Yeah, he'll just throw a running back in and it'll he'll make it work. And you know, Stevenson is a good backup running back, but I really like Damian Harris a lot. And I think that Mac going into Mac Jones' second year, yes, they did get him some more weapons and like Devontae Parker, but I think that just to take the load off him, it's not like Tom Brady, where they don't need to run the ball, you know, however many times a game. I think that they are going to feed Damian Harris a lot, especially in the red zone. I think that he's yeah. a, a very good red zone running back. So for me, I'm putting him in at least top 25.
1: Yeah, those, those 15 touchdowns, that actually does, you know, that tells a lot, right? That tells you that Bill Belichick has a lot of trust in him. You know, also one thing is that if Tom Brady were quarterback, he would have taken four of those touchdowns as QB sneaks. Right. right? Yeah. And Mac Jones just doesn't have that. Right, that you know, Tom Brady is is you know pretty much the best at everything, including QB sneaks. Um, it's actually a little ridiculous how good he is at QB sneaks. Um, so I, I I understand where you're coming from. He really does not fit the scoring format of my league, so he's worth a lot less for me. But if it's standard, I see those 15 touchdowns as something that could be repeatable.
0: Yeah, for sure. I really like him a lot. And I know we're running out of time, so let's just keep going down the list. You know, you mentioned A.J. Dillon. You think that he could surpass Aaron Jones as the number one running back this year. So where are you going to draft him? Are you going to, like, try to take him early because you think that he's that valuable? Or are you going to sit back and wait till you know, the later rounds?
1: Yeah, I'm not taking him. Uh, I don't think I'm taking him just because of where his draft position is. Um You know, he's basically being drafted at the very, very end of the starting running backs. Right. After him, you have Miles Sanders, Rashad Penny. And those are guys with big question marks as to whether they're even going to touch the ball. Same thing with Dylan a little bit. I just I just think he plays a big role in Green Bay. But that role, I mean, it really does not bode well for my standard fantasy scoring format. I will tell you, I'm staying as far away from Aaron Jones as I can.
0: Yeah, I'm glad though. We have something to disagree on. I don't know. I really like Jones. I think that he's really going to have a solid season. I could be wrong as I have been wrong many a times, but he's one of the guys that I'm really, really going to focus on. That. Now let, let's talk about two. Cause I mean, they're, they, they had the potential to be one of the worst teams in the league. And I've never been high on any of their running backs, but the Seattle Seahawks, you know, I never was high on Chris Carson, same thing with Rashad Penny. Are you drafting either of those guys?
1: Oh, hell no. I'm staying so far away from, from that team. I mean, they're going to be down so much, they're going to be throwing bombs to DK Metcalf every other play. right? That's, their, that's going to be their mantra this year. They have good receivers. and they, I mean, they're not playing close games in Seattle this year. They lost their best defensive player. They lost the best player in the history of their franchise, too. It, it's going to be a tough year in Seattle.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you there. Like, I'm I'm one that I don't – I just don't like running backs and wide receivers to an extent. Just if they're on a bad team in my daily fantasy league every year, I just – I don't like drafting them. I mean, let's look at Jacksonville. James Robinson, I never was that high on. Same thing with Travis Etienne. Like, are you drafting any of those guys?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think James Robinson is a good player. I know Travis Etienne – missed all of last year due to a list frack injury. um, So that's that's one that I have to stay away from just because there's so much ambiguity. But if one of them slides quite a bit, I wouldn't mind taking a, a chance on either of them. You know, I would probably take Etienne over Jake uh, Robinson just because he's probably the incumbent starter. Right. They're playing a rookie quarterback. Why the hell would they not play a, a rookie running back? You know, he's essentially a rookie. Um, it's just, it's a tough situation. It's not one I'm looking to get myself involved with.
0: No, that's, I'm right with you on there. It's just, it's a situation that I don't trust. I don't want to place my trust in it. And James Robinson, his rookie year, I remember, he 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 did have some good games. Like he was getting good yardage, but I'm like you, I, I don't trust that situation. Same with thing with the Jets. You know, I don't know what Brees Hall is going to bring or if they're going to fall back to like Michael Carter I stay away from that. Same thing with Atlanta. I, I think we talked a few episodes ago. I don't like Calderall Patterson. Like everyone is high on Patterson. I'm not, uh-huh. you know, all these like teams that are just not great. I'm just, I tend to stay away from It's It's just a thing of mine. I do want to go back to, cause you didn't mention David Montgomery a while ago and how you're high in him. I don't know. I've never been on the David Montgomery bandwagon. I think this year could be extra hard for him I mean you look at Justin Fields last year how many times did that guy get sacked a game like there was one there was a few games he was getting sacked somewhere between four to six times so for me that spells that the Chicago Bears don't have a great offensive line and I think that can affect David Montgomery's value So what do you think about that though?
1: yeah I, I, I somewhat agree you know the more I looked into David Montgomery the less I was. So high on him, um, I had just I've just seen you know I I, I love to take talks on fantasy football I think it's a great format for it mm-hmm. so they'll pop up in my feed quite a bit uh, and he was one of the guys on there so I figured we could look into him but after further analysis I don't I don't know if he's exactly my guy.
0: Change your mind already. I know <laughs> it's uh, there's point. a
1: there's a lot to cover in fantasy football.
0: Yeah, you know, it, is. The, it the, is. the More you know, the more you know. It is, and we have about ten minutes left, so I want to get your take on some guys that you know that you think that they're in the way later rounds that could be really big sleepers. Do you have any guys, you know, you're looking at off the top of your head?
1: Yeah. Let let me look. Um, The, these fantasy sheets are great. Daryl Henderson is a guy I'm taking a chance on just because uh, he's going to be such a late draft pick. Um, Deontay Foreman looks okay. I don't know what the situation is in Carolina. I think you said he sucked last year but someone's going to get the ball. And I think they're going to be okay enough for it. if CNAC goes down, he'll have all some right. value. You know, I mentioned Sonny Michelle; I think he's all right. Isaiah Spiller, uh, you know, I think he may even be a rookie in, in Los Angeles, but if, if Eckler goes down, right, he's a, he's a patch catching running back. If he's anything like his brother, who I assume he's related to, I don't know though. Um, as far as other people go, um, Kenyon Drake is okay. You know, I always thought he was an okay runner, not, not great, but not horrible. Um, Mark Ingram probably staying away from just because of age. I don't think he ever gets to a, a scalable point. Philip Lindsay is another one that could be good, right? He's actually a good running back. Yeah. Uh, he's really fast. And if. Um, the main guy in Indy, I'm forgetting his name, Jonathan Taylor goes down. He could have some value. And then Drake McKinnon, you know, he's a good player as well. He catches a lot of passes, you know, this late, late of the game. I'm just looking for guys that if they get an opportunity, they're going to run with it. And I believe in in some of those names I just mentioned.
0: Yeah. The one guy I really will take a look at as a sleeper, you know, I'll draft him late on. I don't think people are going to like jump to take him is Marlon Mack with the Houston Texans. And a few seasons ago, like he was Indy's main guy and he was a solid running back until he got her now, he's been dealing with injuries the past few seasons, so he's been off the fantasy radar a ton. But if he can stay healthy this year and be the Texans' number one guy, he's a guy you'll get in the later rounds that I think really could have – if he stays healthy, that's the main thing – if he could have a closeted sleeper year. Now, I mentioned that I do stay away from injured, quarter, injured running backs, but if I already get my RB1, 2, 3 – and he, I could draft him to be on my bench in the later rounds. Like, he's a guy I'm really, really looking at. Yeah.
1: Uh, that, that's one guy I'd look at. I just, I just don't know enough about running backs yet. Um, you know, a lot of these names are, are relatively new to me. It's, it's, it's kind of interesting. I was huge in fantasy football maybe four or five years ago. And still follow, like, you know, football like crazy. But, you know, following football and following fantasy football are different things. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I'll, 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 be getting back into it and, and learning more about these names, but uh, Marlon Mack, you know, it sounds good to me, everything you're saying.
0: Well, we, on that note, we will end the episode because we are running out of time, but we'll take a break from running backs next week. Let you do a little more homework, but we will focus on tight ends because tight ends are one position that in fantasy football, unless I have your top, guys like a George Kittle or a Travis Kelsey, I cannot figure out tight ends for some reason. So we'll spend some time on that. But I do want to thank everyone for listening today. Hopefully we gave you some tips, got you into got you with some names that you might want to look at or stay away from. So before we do sign off, Jacob, anything else you'd like to add?
1: Um I you know I think Sasports is going to have daily fantasy back for the 2023 season. Me and Ali, well, you know, if we do have it back, we'll be running some competitions to see if anyone can beat us, and to see who wins between both of us. Uh, it'll be fun, right? They're great competitions. You can enter them in crypto and in, fiat in or whatever. So, um, if you're interested in that, you know, keep keep listening. We'll certainly have info some info about you know special contests we're doing. Um, should be a lot of fun.
0: Perfect. Well, thanks everyone again for joining. Have a good day.